stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So I think if you ask most Canadians, do you think the justice system uh, in Canada is, is perfect? It does not need to be changed in any way? Most would probably say no, right? I think we all concede that, that our justice system is imperfect and, you know, maybe we should find ways to, to make it better. Problem is, I guess, if you start to ask Canadians what you think the justice system needs, you're going to get a zillion different answers, right? So if we're trying to improve the system, I mean, there's some pretty basic questions we should, we should ask. What is it we're trying to accomplish? What does a better justice system look like? What are the, the problems we're trying to solve? How will we know if we've made it better? So when you look at everything that's crammed into Bill C-75, uh, announced by the federal government last week, it's not necessarily clear what it is we're trying to achieve. I think part of this is aimed at speeding things up in the justice system. And I think people realize, for the most part, that, yeah, I mean, the, the system can be pretty slow at times, pretty inefficient. And, of course, we have the decision from the Supreme Court of Canada, the Jordan case, which has had a huge impact on the system because we're getting cases to trial quickly enough. So is this all about fixing that problem? We got other issues we're trying to address here. Bill C-75, as mentioned, is, is a pretty big piece of legislation. Joining us for some thoughts on all this, very pleased to welcome to the program, Peter Sankoff uh, with the Faculty of Law at the University of Alberta. Uh, Professor Sankoff, thanks for joining us here. No problem. Good to be here. Uh, and you had some interesting thoughts uh, regarding C-75 and this, this kind of big sweeping approach to making changes to the justice system. Is this really the, the best way to go about making improvements? Well, I, I do think sometimes big change is necessary. I just wish that the big change were more targeted or focused and was the subject of greater study and consultation. I think we have gotten a little bit too used to making decisions on the fly, to making decisions that are reactive to particular problems, and certainly to not... Uh, necessarily studying these issues with the consideration that's required. And I, I say that because what has become a, a common trend uh, is really that most of these decisions stay within justice. There is perhaps some degree of consultation with outside parties, but we have sort of departed from the idea that we need to study these from a wide range of angles and really look at some of the systemic issues in greater depth. And I, I think that's a concern. I think it is a concern to throw out a bill that sort of targets a few issues here and there and probably doesn't get exactly where we want it to go. Does C-75 seem to have uh, an objective? Does it seem to have a goal? Is there something we're trying to achieve here? Well, I guess the idea is, I mean, everything I've heard the, the Minister of Justice say is that the, do the goal is to uh, target delay and efficiency. But there's really not as much in there about efficiency as you might imagine. It's sort of efficiency with a hodgepodge of other measures that are designed to resolve particular problems in the system. So I, I, it's not clear to me that efficiency, uh, to the extent it's the target, has been targeted firmly enough. Um, and again, that part of that, I think, stems from, from what it is the, the government's trying to do and the way in which they're trying to do it. Right. And, and, and you've made this point on Twitter that in the U.K., um, they, they ran long pilot projects to study the impacts of proposed changes. If we want to limit um, preliminary inquiries, or maybe do away with preliminary hearings altogether, 
presumably we could run a pilot project to see what the impact of that is and, and all these other changes too. But I guess it doesn't seem like we're interested in it, that. It doesn't seem to be the way we move forward with change in this country. First, The first thing we did was we abolished the independent body back in 1985 that was supposed to look at these changes. And that's one of the benefits that the UK have. They have an independent law reform body that can take two to three years. You can assign it a project and say, well, we realize it may outlive the lifetime of this particular parliament to study this properly, but over the long haul, that's a good thing. And then you can initiate a pilot project and perhaps study a particular problem. And we've given that up. Everything seems to be done within the lifetime of a particular government, which, believe it or not, is not a long period of time to study a particular criminal justice issue. And, and I think that is a problem. I think it would make sense if we could we could turn this over to some extent, recognize that the issues here are just too big and too complex for any one government to understand, and really look at these things over the long term and then come back and see. Maybe maybe this project with re- removing preliminary heart inquiries within a particular jurisdiction isn't doing what we want it to do. How should we address this problem? And I guess maybe the same would be true of, of eliminating peremptory challenges. And this was a really controversial aspect of the recent Gerald Stanley acquittal and the mm. composition of the jury allowing the Crown and defense to have a certain number of these challenges where they can exclude potential jurors. It sounds as though that those are going to be removed altogether. Is that right? Yeah, it looks like they want to remove those. And again, this one this one has been the subject of a little bit more study, simply because there have been a variety of commissions that have looked at this over the years, um, um, specific inquiries that have looked at inequities on the way in which juries are selected. So it's it's not quite as easy to say it hasn't been looked at in correct depth. But again, the the, the nature of the change that the government wants to put in, which is simply abolishing peremptory challenges, again, hasn't really been vetted or consulted with the defense bar in the way that you'd perhaps like to see done. And and again, there's still a concern that the way in which peremptory challenges, once they're removed, there's going to be very little control over the way in which the jury comes together and the composition of it. And perhaps there will be people who are are unable or or, uh, unwilling to serve effectively. And then there's this question, once again, they put in a, a legislative provision that seems very vague and unclear and, again, hasn't been tested or vetted. And what we're left with is a question of, well, is it going to work the way it's being done now in this new way? And the answer is just sort of leave it to the criminal justice and find out. And again, I'm not sure that's the most uh, effective way to uh, create justice policy. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it it seems almost like a knee-jerk reaction to, to that verdict. And I think a lot of people were offended at the notion maybe that aboriginal jurors were deliberately excluded uh, from that case to try to get a certain outcome. But I've, I've you know, certainly I've, I've interviewed some lawyers, seen others quoted elsewhere, saying, look, we've represented Aboriginal defendants. We've used peremptory challenges to try to ensure that, that our clients can get a fair trial, can face a fair jury. Are we really thinking about the unintended consequences here? Well, that's 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 certainly one of the questions. I mean, the, the issue of peremptory challenges is a really complex one, and there's no question that uh, some people have suggested, and, and defense lawyers are, are very concerned about this uh, um, and the ability to, you know, manipulate the jury in favor of a, uh, an Aboriginal person. Um, personally, uh, I, I think it would be better in the long run if, if we we made jury pools more representative, so that we can we can we can address this problem in a, in, a, in a macro sentence in having uh, this. And I, and I do think that's part of what the government's trying to address. But again, there are people who have expressed concerns, and, and, and proper consultation would go a long way instead of just dealing with it in sort of a reactive sense to actually ensuring that the, the legislation is likely to have a greater range of support. So going forward now, just like any other piece of legislation, I guess this will be uh, debated, this will go to committee, this will be scrutinized. But is, is that enough 
to, to ensure that we're going about it the right way? Or is it still a rushed process? Well, as you can tell, I'm, I'm not convinced. And the reason I say that is because the nature of the changes here are fairly wide-ranging. We're not dealing with one or two things. We're not dealing with a few tinkering measures. Uh, I'm not against making big change. I actually think big change is a good idea, but I don't think good big change is necessarily designed for the committee hearing process in Ottawa. I do think that sometimes there needs to be greater consultation with affected bodies before this takes place so that you can try and suss out. It's just the idea of just sort of releasing it. It's all there. Now we're going to go to committee and try and decide if all these provisions make sense. That strikes me as a, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, but I guess if, if you were asked to rank kind of the, the problems facing the justice system right now, w- would you say that the, the slow pace of the system is, is right at the top, one of the things we probably most urgently need to address? There's no question of that. We have a judicial mandate to address it, (laughs) and (laughs) it seems to me that when cases are being thrown out, uh, that is a concern. That's everybody's concern. Uh, The question is whether this bill will address that, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I question whether that's actually true. There's real skepticism amongst uh, lawyers from across ranks, actually. It's not just uh, defense lawyers, Crown attorneys as well. They're skeptical that the changes being made will actually achieve what the justice minister suggests they will. So there's, there's not only a question of execution uh, in the terms of the way in which it's put forward. There are real questions about whether it will be the type of groundbreaking transformation that the justice minister thinks it will be. Very interesting. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, Peter Moore at petersankoff.com. Uh, folks can follow you on Twitter as well, at Peter Sankoff. Uh, really appreciate the insight. Thanks for making some time for us here. Thanks for having me on. All right, take care. Uh, that is Peter Sankoff, professor at the University of Alberta uh, in the Faculty of Law, and his thoughts on, well, look, there's a lot in C- uh, C-75 to unpack, but just his sense of why we go about it this way when it comes to major sweeping changes to the legal system. All right, 403-974-8255. That's the way to reach us here today. We'll take a quick break. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.